Perfect, I'm pumped. Hey. Hey. I'm also pumped. And I'm Harry. And this is A for Effort. The show where we try to keep together the sanity of the world <laughs> while masking all of the insanity of the world with a pithy little game show that we enjoy. And hopefully you do as well. I'm not even going to explain the rules. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. All right. Each of us has one category. <laughs> no, no, we're not get to know. <laughs> One category, uh, three terms. Uh, uh, we all guess them. We guess them. We, it's just, we guess words. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Now you know. <laughs> Last time I said my terms first. Do you want to say your terms first? That makes sense. All right. Great. Kind. So we won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. And we shouldn't do it. Yeah. All right. My theme today is bicycles. Okay. My first word is... T- Velocipede. Velocipede. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, velo in French mm. means bicycle. I'm just thinking like centipede, <laughs> which <laughs> uh, the center being a hundred and then pede being feet because mm. they have so many feet. So bicycle feet. <laughs> what is this? Is it like a thing? <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Is it just a? Is it just a bike? Is it a kind of bike? Kind of. It's kind, it's of, kind, a kind of, of kind of a bike. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh. I was just gonna give a hint. Oh, okay, perfect. It's it's not that thing <laughs> you said. Okay, good hint. <laughs> You're wrong. That was a hint. <laughs> um, okay, is it like roller skates? No. Okay, is it a bike with a very large front wheel and a small back wheel? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's the precursor to the modern bicycle. Okay. So is it actually like a big front wheel, small back wheel? That's another precursor. Okay. But it did have a big front wheel and a small back wheel. But the one that you're thinking of with like the enormous front wheel is a different kind of thing. Right. And that seems like a circus thing. Yeah. Like a vaudeville thing. Yeah. Yeah, this is a. It was invented in the early 19th century as a precursor to the modern bicycle. It worked with cranks that pushed the wheels. Oh, interesting! And you, like sat on top of it and like pushed the cranks. Yeah, if you've there are bikes like that now that people use for exercise. Yep. it's called an uh, assault air bike, which is perhaps just the the brand. The brand, yeah, but that's the one that I've used. Yes. So a velocipede is just a precursor to a bike that has cranks that you use to turn the wheels. Yep. And no pedals. I don't think so, no. Interesting. All right. My next term is single-track vehicle. I know what you're thinking. Is the answer to this also a kind of bicycle? <laughs> no. No. Okay. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To me, single-track implies either something about the vehicle or somewhere the vehicle is used. So it could be like a single track vehicle, as in it's only made for riding on one type of track, Mm -hmm. or it could be a single track vehicle in that it's describing some feature of the vehicle itself. Show me to point in one one of those directions. The second one. It's something about the vehicle itself. A single track vehicle has to do with bicycles. Does it have to do with the wheels? Yes. Some bicycle wheels have the spokes. There's only one frame. People who know about bicycles are... 
like what the heck are you talking like, about? Like I'm finally gonna email this damn podcast. <laughs> yeah, aforeverfcast at gmail dot com. Yep. <laughs> um, okay, so there's like one wheel and the spokes are immediately available, or you can have kind of like a tube on top of the spokes that sort of protects them a little bit. Is single track the first one? No. It's neither of those. Okay. It's less a specific kind of bicycle okay. and more a more general category within which bicycles are found. <laughs> okay. I say fall. <laughs> if you don't know how to ride them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bicycles fall into this category of single track vehicles. Single so there's like one thing, <laughs> track, that's that's the, and we've already determined that track does not refer to the environs, it refers to the vehicle itself. Yes. So what is a track on a vehicle? <laughs> I don't know. Do you want me to give you another example of a single track vehicle? Sure. A motorbike. Okay. Is it there are only two wheels? So it's on like one axis kind of? Axis isn't mean. maybe in yes. but it's like everything is balanced on two wheels as opposed to it just rests on its own. Yes. It's on the single track. Yeah. Okay. So a single track vehicle is one that only has two wheels? But that are in alignment. Okay. So a single track vehicle is a vehicle that has only two wheels or can it have any number of yeah. wheels as long as they're all in one plane? Kind plane. Of. Yeah. Okay, cool. And that's a single track vehicle. Nice. All right. This third one's fun. Okay. The third, as opposed to the other one. <laughs> that's good. Find some fun in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's rational dress. Okay. I think I know what this is, maybe. And it has to do with women's suffrage or like the yes. w- women's rights yes. movement in the early 1900s and late 1800s. Women, or I guess just like people who supported women's rights or, were p- or who were proponents of the rational dress movement, mm-hmm. had shorter skirts and defended that by being like it's not this radical thing where we want to like show more skin Mm -hmm. it's just that it doesn't make sense to have such long skirts that are dragging all over the place and it's relevant to bicycles because if you had very long skirts then they would get caught up in the chains and the gears of the bike whereas if you cut them shorter it was like oh this just makes sense so that we can ride the bike yes just rational dress yes yeah it was a movement to kind of move past the restrictive nature of women's clothing from like these big long dresses and corsets and stuff Mm -hmm. to maybe even radical things like pants Mm. so that people like for example they could walk places easier or they Mm -hmm. could ride bicycles and things like that yeah which and they were clearly heretics i am all for wearing corsets and long (laughs) dresses no corsets (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah, no long dresses, but no corsets. No corsets. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> I knew of that term because of the TV show Mr. Selfridge. Oh, yeah. In the first season, I think her name is Miss Revilius. Mm-hmm. And one of the other people working in the store comments on her shorter skirt. Mm-hmm. And she says, I am a proponent of the rational dress movement. Uh, yeah. uh. All right. So that is the end of round one. Round two. My theme Mm. this week is drug therapy slash pharmacotherapy. That's also what it's called. Pharmacotherapy. Yeah. Nice. My first term Mm -hmm. is dose response effect. Dose response effect. And dose and response are hyphenated. The dose response effect. (laughs) Yes. This is a Spanish theory (laughs) where there's always two responses, too many effects. Yeah, yeah, depending on whether it's a trans or a cis isomer. Mm -hmm. That's not what it is. So 
drug therapy and there was a dose response effect, you slowly gain a tolerance to the dose that you receive? No. The effect of your dose response. <laughs> response to a dose. The response yeah. to a dose, uh-huh. hypothetically, uh-huh. is just your body's response to your medicine. Uh-huh. But is dose more specifically referring to something else than just the medicine, i.e. the size of the dose that you receive? Yeah. So de- there is an effect that is specifically related to the size of the dose? Yeah. Is it some kind of like beyond this point, beyond this dose size, the response? It's like marginal gains or something like that? No, it's even simpler. The bigger the dose, the larger the effect, the larger the bodily response? Not necessarily. It's not necessarily like, oh, bigger equals more effect. More responses? No. Is this like homeopathy? <laughs> the smaller the dose, the bigger the response? <laughs> no, so like extricate. How can you go more, even more basic, fundamental, than and bigger big or equals small? big? <laughs> no, no, than like bigger or smaller. More simple than bigger and smaller. <laughs> yeah. If you change the kind of dose, you change the response? Yeah. That's what it is. Why did someone even write that down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it turns just... out if you change the dose, change the response. <laughs> yeah, so it's the dose response effect is just the change in effect on an organism in response to a, a change in dose. All right, <laughs> my next term is therapeutic ratio. So, therapeutic is just the adjective form of therapy. Mm-hmm. We're talking about drug therapy. Mm-hmm. So, the ratio within drug therapy of something to something? Yep. Of medicinal something to something else? Uh huh. So of medication to something else? Uh, no. Of different kinds of medicine? Nope. Of different effects. Within one therapy? Yeah. But what are those effects, basically? Yep. Are they two? Yep. Bodily and mental? Nope. They're kind of two broad categories of, of effects that, ther- that drug therapy have. Yeah. Well, think about a drug commercial. Okay. Oh, the good to the bad, basically? Side effects to actual effects? Yeah. Nice. Nice. So the therapeutic ratio is the ratio of good to bad effects of a therapy, drug therapy. Yep. All right. And my final term is pain ladder. So this is the hierarchy of pain from not a lot of pain to a high amount of pain Mm -hmm. um, to which there are ascribing drug therapies. Yep. Like from Tylenol to Tylenol 3 to morphine. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So it's a method of pain treatment where you start at the lowest rung mm-hmm. with just basic first step drugs like Tylenol in your example. Mm-hmm. And then you progress up the ladder to more powerful drugs if pain is still present. Nice. I heard an interview with Dr. Leanna Wen on the Ezra Klein show mm-hmm. last year. She's the health commissioner of uh, Baltimore City, Maryland. Oh, interesting. And in this discussion with Ezra Klein, she, they were talking, I think, about the opioid crisis. Yeah. And Dr. Wen was talking about whether what doctors should look at treating, like whether pain should be something that's treated or not, because for a long time it wasn't. And then doctors had to ask, how would you rate your pain on a scale from zero to 10? And then looking, yeah, and pain becoming this thing to be treated in and of itself, whereas like sometimes maybe it's indicative of some other problem. Mm -hmm. Like if you have back pain because of a muscular imbalance, which isn't to say that all back pain is caused by a muscular imbalance. Back pain, I think, is notorious for having 
rather amorphous causes. But if it's because of a muscular imbalance and you're in pain, is it best to treat the pain in that situation? Or is it best to work on the muscular imbalance if you can, thus addressing pain at the source rather than treating the pain itself? Anyways, so do you want to summarize? So the pain ladder is a hierarchy of pain levels that dictates the medical response to your pain, beginning with simple things like Tylenol and gradually moving up if the pain is still present. Yep. Nailed it. That is the end of round two. I have my scores. Do you have your scores? I, um, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a yes to that's, me. Uh, all right. I got it. <laughs> Do you want to give me your scores first? Sure. For a dose response effect, three out of five. Nice. For therapeutic ratio, four out of five. Nice. And for pain ladder, five out of five. Sick. Bringing you to a grand total of 12 out of 15. All right. I'll take that. For Velocipede, I gave you four out of five. Cool. For Single Track Vehicle, I gave you five out of five. Wow. And for Rational Dress, I gave you six out of five. No, five out (laughs) of five. That's a grand total of 14 out of 15. All right. My category was prompted by reading the book Lost Connections by Johan Hari, who I also heard interviewed on The Ezra Klein Show. And Mm. that book is about the longstanding biological treatment tradition around depression and anxiety. And it advocates from social and psychological approaches as well. So I'll link that book in the show notes, as well as the interview with Dr. Leanna Wen on the Ezra Klein show and a Science Versus episode about the opioid crisis in America, which also talks about opioids and pain. I chose my term bicycles because I've been riding the Bixies a lot Mm -hmm. and I thought I'd look at look them up. And so you can find all my information on the Bicycles Wikipedia page. <laughs> all right. A for Effort is hosted and produced by me, Mairead. And me, Harry. And is edited by me, Mairead. But not me, Harry. Yep. Our music is <laughs> Chop Shop. You know, I'm kind of doing like the Dan from... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no such thing as a fish. Our music is Chop Shop Instrumental by White Flowers. And our logo is by Eights. You can find the show on iTunes. Please subscribe and leave a review. That would be great. I know the process for leaving a review is so clunky, but in just... 20 simple steps you could leave a review <laughs> that would really... In 17 minutes. <laughs> would really mean a lot to Harry and I. Yeah. Together, but also individually. <laughs> yes. If you'd like to get into contact with us, you can email us at aforeffortcast at gmail.com. You can no longer find us on Facebook because we weren't posting that much, so we made the decision to kind of shut down the website for a while. But uh, the website, all of Facebook, <laughs> is gone now. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Mr. Zuckerberg, but um, that's, yeah. So you can email us at aforeffortcast.gmail.com. Thanks very much. Also a reminder, we're uploading once a week. That's exciting. So keep up. So uh, we'll see you next week. Good God. <laughs> Bye. <Please>. Bye. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a hint. That's wrong. <laughs> Look, that was helpful. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>